You are now tuned in to episode 124 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Sub Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had the ringtone and you know I was on that phone. <laughs> right, you dig? I am... <laughs> Don't Olive. Um, I am uh, pretty much on Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ, and I'm kind of on Snapchat, Real McCoy Rebel. Cody. Says I am Twitter. Right. <laughs> uh, I do, Oliver. <laughs> Pause. Uh, Cody. Right. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, eject. Um, go to try to Blackbuster, give them my re- return game. Uh, Cedar Garden, everything. <laughs> All right. Rest of the bar, man. Teddy Russ. AKA Smooth Fingers, AKA Kid Universal, AKA The Progenitor, AKA School Wars Q, AKA Rust the Bus. <laughs> and you can find me on the chatties of snaps as Meh and Mayor. Um, <laughs> and on ID at Candy Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. Come on, D I T I T Y. Shout out ITT Tech. <laughs> um, before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to um, Cardinal Stretch University. Um, they are actually closing down after this semester. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it was like real short notice too. They're yeah. like, "Hey, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna be done." So, <laughs> yeah. your diploma's a get out, bitch. Right, exactly, exactly. They man, I'm ready to pick my fall classes. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> uh, so do we get reimbursed for that? Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was uh that was the college I went to for many many years, um, and uh, I met a lot of friends there. Um, you know, like a lot of a lot of my what I ventured into doing music and the the job and in, internship that turned into a job for three years. All of that shit really came from me being connected they to shut, that school. They shut down because you never paid your tuition. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my bad, bad nigga. <laughs> that my boy, my boy Jones. Right, exactly. <laughs> they have. Hey, no more. They should have a hallway titled Hallway Jones. No, right? seriously, dude. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The funny thing is, not to bring up like no oh shit that I probably shouldn't be rehashing on this pod, but what when I worked at? <laughs> <laughs> right. So there was a time where a young lady. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> just know Hallway Jones is really Hallway Jones. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Uh, so shout out Cardinal Stritch. Um, you know it's uh, sad to see you guys go. I heard that news, even though I'm not home. I'm you know always there in spirit, and it uh, made me. I'm not home, just homeless. Right, <laughs> because the Cardinal Stretch shut down. Yo, I see this <laughs> homeless Harry. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Hallway Jones, literally homeless. living in the hallway, <laughs> Jones and shit. Dude, they so I had a meme with the Cardinal Stretch like sign and it said like now it's a uh, a spirit Halloween store <laughs> pop up store. <laughs> that's funny, dog. That's hilarious because that's that's like Milwaukee's number one go to. As soon as some shit shut down in the fall, it'll be a Halloween yeah. store for sure, for sure. So shout out costumes as well. Now it's time for, or is it time for sports or not? Cody's corner. Cody's corn. Ooh, I like that. Hey, I like Paul. Pause, kind of maybe. <clears throat> Cody's corner. It's always corner. hot in here because it's ninety degrees. Because <laughs> it's a fucking corner, and I know geometry. <laughs> oh, but got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
Yeah, I knew I had to explain my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do I want to talk about? I don't know. So uh, right after uh, we recorded last time, I told the wifey, hey, all done. And she's like, hey, I bought you a PS5. And so we picked it up. And uh, you guys know I'm obsessed with God of War. And so I was God of War Ignorac, And oh, my God, dude. I love that game so much, and uh, series so invested too now. And you know, I mean, she has been with the last one we were, when I was playing stuff like that. But the story and just learning about it, let me tell you, you guys know I'm emotional. Yeah, I've been crying <laughs> every day at this game. <laughs> it really hits home. Is man, and the character development with Kratos, like in the first one, he's like, you know. He doesn't say much. He, he <laughs> when there's something needs to be said, or he'll grunt. He's talking a lot more now. He is showing empathy, concern. He's doing things he normally wouldn't do for because somebody else wants to do it. And he's like, but, you know, I'm he's just older like, Kratos, right? So he's yeah. Like, wow. Well, now, Dad now and shit. That's what a lot of people are saying. Well, I mean, I mean, even like the 2018 one that mm-hmm. just came out, you know, recently too. The with Norse mythology, like he was still like meh and like stubborn and stuff like that, but. Mm. Now it's like, I forget how many years later. Um, but people are even saying like how much older he is even to that game because now when you run around as him, he's like panting and, you know, oh, and like you didn't get that before too. So wow, it's like, ooh, damn. He had his drink, you know? Damn. Yeah. I remember at the end of, I think it was was three when he kind of just like, uh, um, you could see the change in him. So when they started introducing the more modern ones, um the, the latest the, the latest two because it's not a trilogy yet right for the, the latest yeah it's I'm I don't want to hold my breath yeah. but they I'm hoping making it seem like apparently they're gonna make another one which oh still in the Norse mythology part right. so which I know that th- there's like a little documentary not little yeah. it's two hours long on YouTube <laughs> yeah. they and they before they came up with Norse mythology they were originally gonna have it be in Egypt. Mythology. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's I remember cool. that. So I didn't know, yeah. like, if, yeah. if, if after Norse mythology, they would do that, you know, okay. carry it on or something like that. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. So okay. That's cool, because I know um, Assassin's Creed is also kind of uh, venturing into, like, different mythologies, and because I think they did, like, a Greek or Roman one, and then they were getting into... Odyssey was all Egyptian, and then yeah. Valhalla is... Yeah. Uh, North. Yeah, so it seems like a lot of video games are kind of going that direction. But at the end of three, uh, for God of War, you kind of seen uh, him as far as like his change in my son, change of heart. So when they introduced the the new one in this hopefully trilogy, um, you could see some like real changes in his demeanor and and in his attitude and just you know just from the the uh, the first one to the second one as far as these new ones are are concerned um and how he parents and how um how more involved the boy quote unquote is in the in the combat and in the story so i'm i was yeah. really looking forward to it yeah definitely like that's what i was saying it was too with like character development but she, mm-hmm. in the 2018 one he was like you know, his son would say stuff or want to do stuff, and he's like, no, like, stick to the mission and shut up. Like, that's all we're right. doing. And right. now, like, he's vo- vocalizing that he's against what his son wants to do, uh-huh. but he's still like, if that's what you do, want to do, like, let's do it kind of thing. I'm just like, oh, it's such... And how he's saying, too, like, they saved this animal, and, oh, my God, I was just crying. <laughs> so <laughs> they saved this animal, which was very, like, unlike Kratos, and Mimir is like... 
um, talking to Atreus too, because Atreus is like, well, why did you do this? Like, mm. this isn't like you. And and Kratos is very short with his answers, but he's like, you wanted to. So it's like, but why? Like, there's got to be something behind it. What did you? And Mimir's just like, well, it's um, Ragnarok is almost here. Maybe your dad just wants to spend some time with you and do what you want to do. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow that is that's amazing to see that they've you know taken this kind of like leap with this character because if you play i've only played the first two god awards from like playstation 2 so i'm not really you know i've always read about it but i'm not i haven't really played the ones for ps3 or ps4 and now ps5 and i'm just wondering like how far they've taken this character from what i'm used to from the first two games you know to where he has evolved now and like it's his son because i thought that this game this is uh, God of War Ragnarok that you're playing now, right? Is that what it's called? Sorry. Hold on. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, could you say the last part of what you Yeah, I was going to say the game that you're playing right now is called God of War Ragnarok, right? Yes. Okay. So in this one, I thought this was actually a remake of the one that came out for PS4 uh, in 2018. Oh. So, so it's not. Yeah, so, so, yeah, did you play the 2018 one? No, I did not. I did not. So, yeah, it ended with like. You know, they have to carry the 2018 one is basically you have to your Atreus is the boy's name. Yeah. Um, and the mom died, honey. Um, and so they're carrying the her ashes as she requested to the highest peak of all the realms. And they get to this mountain and they're like, oh, why isn't it this it? And then they find out, oh, this is the highest peak in Midgard. But they have to go to the highest peak in all the realms is in Jotunheim where the giants mm-hmm. live and. You know, you learn more history that way and why and blah, 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 which is really awesome. But it ends with um, they get home and there's like a little end clip scene where Thor lands at their house. Oh, wow. And that's how it ends. So then in the beginning of the next one, it's kind of like that, too, where um, Thor and Odin are kind of mad at you. And I don't want to give spoilers on why if you didn't play the 2018 one, but... Oh, yeah. You're in for a ride if you play those. Damn, you make me want to play video games now. I like this segment. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to, uh, when you get when you finally beat it, man, you're going to have to come back and do a uh, a review or give us a, you know, out of out of 10 controllers or some shit. Oh, <laughs> so. 10. 10. I'm not even done yet. 10. 12. <laughs> 12 controllers, actually. 12 <laughs> controllers. So how does the um, mythology kind of play in um, with the story for God of War? Because um, God of War has always been heavy as far as, like, um, including different characters and right. and how their stories are kind of known but kind of not known and bring them to light. So does the new versions of the God of War, do they still hold true to that? Or what would you yeah. like to see different? So- so I'm not like a fucking professor or anything like that, you know, but it's like I learn a lot from video games, too. And it's like I'll, I'll hear something and I'll try to fact check at times, you know, yeah. but it's like I learned a lot about Italy and the Renaissance here and stuff like that because of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, oh, I love those. Uh, was it two and a um, brotherhood and yeah. revelations? Uh, um, yeah. yeah, but um so Greek mythology I always liked. So when those original God of War games, like, that was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, you get to, you know, there's Ares, there's Poseidon, there's, you know, Medusa. Yeah, yeah. And But it's like, you just see, like, you know. Perseus and all of them. Right, but it's also like, in Kratos' perception, you right. 
always thought one thing, and now you're like, oh yeah, Zeus is a dick. But <laughs> it's like, but it's like, yeah, not wrong. And the same carries over to his Norse mythology, where it's like, Odin's a dick. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually, I'm actually reading a, a manga right now, which is funny. Um, it's about this guy who is trans, um, who um, is isekai um, to another world, and even there, Zeus is like the dick of all gods. It's hilarious. Dude, <laughs> the it's dick of crazy. all gods. <laughs> So, yeah, he, to give you guys perspective, too, like, so Freya, one of his wives, or, you know, um, she was going to kill Olivia. Just do me a favor and don't cry for, like, the next day. Or so. um, let me get this. Yeah. Okay, so he was going to destroy this uh, realm or land uh, where, like, Freya was originally from. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mimir the smartest man there or yeah yeah so he convinced that like hey how about they uh odin and freya get married and in return odin doesn't kill that or destroy that land and their Mm -hmm. people and whatnot and odin's like yeah okay so they got married and odin destroyed those people in that land (laughs) (laughs) and then odin (laughs) and yeah and he I think tried to kill her brother and Jesus. I, like they eventually left. That's I think Thor's original mom, maybe. I can't. Remember. I mean, there's a lot of you know how mythology works with all the bestiality and whatnot. So yeah, um, yeah. offsprings. But yeah, the Norse myth- mythology is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I learned a lot and it was really cool because I was so the 2018 one. And sorry, game developers, but I played that one. <laughs> I think it was like a year or two ago is when I started because it was free on PlayStation Plus. And I'm so glad. And I I just fell in love with it and so immersed. And at the same time, I was watching the show Vikings and it just matched up perfectly. So I'm just like, ah. Uh, Uh, And have have you seen the the Viking anime? Uh, What is it called? Vinland Saga. Uh, Yeah, Vinland Saga. Because we were talking about that before too, right? Yeah, because they're they're still releasing episodes on season two right now. That is. That show takes you for a ride. Yeah. Oh, man. Damn. Good show. Um, I, we re- really recommend it, um, whether you watch it or um, read the manga. They're, they're both actually really good. And I think the, the anime is really, really close to the manga. So um, you don't really lose out either way. Yeah, it's like reminding me of like Vikings meets the style of Attack on Titan. Damn. Vikings meet Attack on Titan sounds epic. Yeah. Like, holy yeah, shit, yeah. dude. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is. I like this. I like this. I like this segment. <laughs> um, That's all I'm gonna give to uh, today because I'm uh, preoccupied. But if you guys want to keep talking about the segment or move on, I'm gonna put myself on mute. Okay. Well, I um make sure you cut that out. <laughs> um, nah. I, I would. <laughs> I'll it. No, I'm so I did want to bring up something too that I saw since we have a video game comic book section now. This is kind of cool. I really like this actually. Um. I posted this in the group chat, but for the for the listeners, if you guys actually are into reading comic books, Marvel Comics has announced that Nightcrawler will actually be taking on the new identity as the Uncanny Spider-Man. Um, this is going to be a five-issue limited series um, from the writer. I guess his name is Cy Spurrer and artist Lee Garbett. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I saw that caught for the comic book readers out there. Um, that caught my eye. Uh, just the the art style of it on the cover and the fact that Nightcrawler would be Spider Man. I'm kind of 
interested to see what they will do with this arc so i think i'm going to um keep an eye on that and when it drops m myself i will read it and uh maybe bring it back to the pod for a quick discussion or two or three maybe who knows who knows but, yeah so it is it's part of the fall of x series really um yeah so oh, that's kind of what's going to happen um i believe it's a sequel to what was called i think it was destiny of x which oh, kind of be begins at the end of the sins of sinister so um it's um, it's very cool for people who like have i know that series and and have, have, have like read through those two arcs so um it's, it's gonna be really cool uh, I, I can't wait to see what they do with it um the night crawler reveal was was crazy for a lot of people so um yeah keep looking out for that yeah for sure that looked it looked it looks dope and now that i got some history on it from russ yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and check out check out those arcs because it uh, definitely caught my eye. Like, okay, I see, I see what y'all on Marvel. I fuck with this. So, um, real quickly, real quickly, we not gonna stay on sports. I just wanted to say that uh, the I've been keeping up with the playing series, and the Bulls lost to Miami Heat. So Miami mm. Heat um, secured the eighth spot um the hawks secured seven when they beat the heat and then the heat beat the bulls so they secured the eighth spot so they will be playing the bucks first round um in the playoffs this week um so shout out to the play-ins um i was last at the bar and i saw that the lakers won when they beat the timberwolves i was at the bar last night um and the timberwolves were up like 12 at the half to mm. OKC. I don't know if they won, but I'm I, something tells me the way that they was whooping OKC ass that they <laughs> that they won that game. <laughs> I'd have to look that up, but that was a it was a good game, but they were they were going ham. Like it was back and forth really close. Um and then all of a sudden I looked up and they just had one ham. Like I like I literally was eating, put my head down for like five, you know, six minutes and looked up and I was like, what the fuck? How y'all up by twelve? So yeah, it was it was a good game though. So a shout out to the NBA um play-in tournaments I, those i found that i actually enjoy those a lot more than i thought i would so i think it adds a little bit a little spiciness a little element of spice to um the playoffs so you kind of got to work work to work to earn your keep man so now it's time for music and usually we have a good transition but cody wasn't around for the transition so in 2020, DJ Chase B was doing an interview and he mentioned that there is a new sound taking over Houston. He said, "Do you not need a violin for these intros? Because like we can we can find you one, <laughs> <laughs> or like a mandolin instrument. Does that sound like real Japanese? You know, shout out Rudy Strong. He does watch Mojo now. <laughs> hey, yo, low key, low key. When I start, when I we get to the music segment, Russell, you should just start." Just start doing a violin noise with your mouth. A violin. <laughs> Was someone dying? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's start from the top. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm not doing this shit. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I didn't consent to anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where's your consistency, Russell? God damn it. Spit wherever you want. It's <laughs> silent saying. <laughs> uh, in 2020, DJ Chase B was doing an interview and he mentioned there's a new sound taking over Houston. He said that this new wave out of H-Town is, is right now due in part 
to Travis Scott and none other than his signee, Don Tolliver. Once again, the hip-hop harmonizer is back with his third album titled Lovesick. While this creative wizard has helped to create a new sound for Houston, has he mastered it himself is the question. So, before we get into this little review, pie thoughts. Cody, are you here? Yes. Do you want to go ahead and uh, give your thoughts while you're here, just in case something yeah. happens? Okay. Get myself done and over with. Um, it was, let's see, as I think a project that he was trying to channel for a theme as the, um, what you call it, title is uh, titled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he did what he wanted to do. Um, to me, it all done all of your music sounds the same. I don't mean that as in a down way. Um, it's like a chill R&B kind of feel or something. But um, I did not particularly enjoy this album. Um, I'm not saying it was like, this was bad. He made it bad. This well, it's just like my, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I got it. Wasn't your cup of tea? Nah, I'm not love sick, so fuck out of here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, mean, I really like heaven and hell, and so you know, or some nice to vibe in to them in the background playing cards or something like that. But yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. How many slices of young, y- young, yeah, y- little Yachty's pizza would you give this? What the <laughs> fuck is going on with me? <laughs> Lactose and t- no, um, <laughs> uh, six. Okay, that's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Russ, the bar, man. What did you think about the album, man? All right, so the first track, I thought it was S-U-P-U-R-R. Um, <laughs> I really thought it was Dog for a minute there. Uh, um, but um, I dig Let Her Go. That song That song was really nice, had a nice bounce to it. Okay. Uh, I could do it all, all, all the extra stuff. Sometimes it'd be too much for the song, um, for me, like simply, simple is really better for for most of these artists. It's like where genius crosses the borderline into a sanity for a lot of this shit. Like just a lot of that extra ad libs and stuff. Because usually it'd be like a great song, then random shit out of nowhere. You like that's jarring. Why the fuck you do that? <laughs> that's um, jarring. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yo, I know what you mean. But for the most part, I can honestly say that um, it was a cool, like smooth vibe, like Cody said. Um, it's kind of what I expected. Um, although the CD is titled Love Sick, seems like old boy is less sick, but you know, <laughs> talk about a lot of fucking. I also thought Glorilla was a whole dude at first until she mentioned her wound pocket, and I'm like, oh, God oh I know who this is now. All right. oh, I remember, um, I remember her. Yeah, but I'm like, it was it was a good good CD just to be like mellow to. It's a lot of good tracks and um, something that I can see myself like really listening to. So I give it like seven point five, eight somewhere in there. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. I fuck with that. Okay. Um, so, as you know, I'm going to break down my three favorite things. Tell y'all about this, this album. The first thing, and I think this is my favorite thing. Groovy. It's groovy. The first thing about this album I like is the level of modern-day grooviness to this pro- like the project holds. This album has like a funkiness to it that is different than other funky albums because, one, it's current albums are not, well, funky at the core, and two, when they do funk, it is a imitation funk that mirrors classic 70s music like parliament or bootsy collins which is not bad because that's you know the origin of funk music but there's no modernization to it i feel like um it's just everybody playing it's like everybody doing funk cosplay if you if that makes any sense like 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 like, uh what was it what was the group um silk sonic i I love them they make amazing Mm. music 
but it was all it just felt like we want to go to 1973 and do coke and like play bass you know what i mean like it just felt like they were just trying to like you know even when you saw them dressed up on the on like doing performances and shit it felt like they were like leaning into the halloween version of <laughs> of and and i took to that i would say um honestly i think it's hard to really encompass the feeling or the spirit that is funk modernly now yeah because yeah. i think everybody puts a modern twist on it and it really differentiates it from original funk for sure for sure for sure and i think like you like you said when original funk when you have that that origin when you have that base of that mm -hmm. like specific genre it's going mm -hmm. to be hard to escape it without you yeah. know like basically going back and saying okay i'm gonna sample this or do it like they did it type of mm -hmm. thing so mm -hmm. and i mm -hmm. so i respect it when they do it i respected silk sonic and i and i liked it but i like you know i'm very open to the growth of music and i'm always like what what sounds like that today and i'm not mm -hmm. saying that this album sounds like 1970s funk but it had it has like this deep grooves on multiple tracks so i'm mm -hmm. talking about like baseline that'll knock your socks off and like in the pocket some of the some of my favorite examples are like time heals all that was like when mm. i heard the baseline on time heals all, i'm like ooh shit like that was my favorite song for the first like week just because of that baseline um company part three which just side note these company songs he has one on every album and it get, gets better <laughs> every time every time that song um and then my personal favorite track on this thing cinderella that's my shit that's the the best that might be up there, top five Don Tyler songs for me personally. Um, but I'm a huge Don Tyler fan too, so that's you know. Um, these songs have an effect on me that just pulls me right in, and again, it's it's the groove of these tracks that right. boom, 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 like it's like the the bass lines and shit. I'm like, this is so groovy, bro. Like it's definitely yeah. like you know, get fucked up, you know, kind of get you some whiskey or you know, a little little brown or something, <laughs> sit mm -hmm. back, you know, vibe. So. That's that's my first everything is the grooviness. The second, the next thing, which is kind of in the same vein of the grooviness of the bass lines, is really the different use of melodies on this album. Mm. I was trying to like pinpoint what it is that I like so much about Don Tolliver's music and this album in particular. And one of the main factors is the way he writes and finds melodies right on this record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, for example, like the odd sounding but very interesting, Leave the Club. It's not mm -hmm. my favorite. It's not my favorite vocal performance from Donnie at all, but the way he finds the pocket on the chorus and shit uh, is dope to me. Mm -hmm. And it can and I. But don't get it twisted, Russell. I agree hundred percent. When you said there's too much going on at times, sometimes there's too many switches. Sometimes there's too much. Oh my god! Yeah, yes, like, yes. Who the hell is this choir of other niggas that's just <laughs> running? Like seriously. <laughs> yep. No, I know what you mean, bro. And that, I for many years had an issue with. Cause it really started, man, in hip hop, man, when they started going crazy around like 2011, mm. 2010, 2011, 2012, right around the time Kendrick was coming out, man, it mm. became so normal for a song to completely switch. And you would see it on albums where it'd be like one song and then the name would be the name slash a new, another name. And I'm like, right. why isn't this just two different songs? Right. Like you think you're being now I gotta find how to do the slider shit yeah. instead of just going <laughs> to the next track. Exactly. Fuck y'all for thinking that you're super artsy fartsy. You could have, you could have made two one and a half minutes. I would accept it that more than you having this slash this because they don't really connect. Uh, another another song is um what is that um, 
prescription slash oxymoron off of <laughs> that is the worst example. Oh my god, that's him. Schoolboy Q and Drake did it so many times uh, in, yeah. in, in their like, man, oh god, oh god, oh my god, I used to get on my fucking nerves. And I because 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 that particular song was Schoolboy Q, that prescription slash oxymoron. Mm-hmm. I like both of those songs, but those are two different feels. There was no reason for you to transition that beat and turn. Like, the first song is, like, super sad and, like, emotional. It's like, oh, man, he used to be addicted, and now he's he's up, and he's got out of that, and he's famous. He's with TDE. And all of a sudden, it's just like, doom, doom, the, the keys change, and it gets, <laughs> it starts striking, and all of a sudden, it's, boom, 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 it's like, bro, what is this? Hold on. Wait a minute. I was sad, and now I want to jump out of my car. Like, I don't know. Now I am confused. <laughs> Literally fucking confused, bro. Literally fucking confused, dude. And that is the uh, that's the issue. So much shit going on in one song. It's pissing me off, bro. So I feel you 100% on that, Ross, man. Damn. Um, but when it comes to uh, the different melodies, even songs like Honeymoon or bus stop. Oh yeah. The, whoo, that man, that honeymoon joint is that's that's one of them ones, bro. That's one of the ones for sure. Uh, uh, okay. And it's like you gotta listen for like the shit in the back, like it's the yeah. it's the it's the ad libs, the <laughs> all that shit he's doing back there. I'm just like, you just ad libbing some really good runs and shit. And I'm like, this is so nice to hear. It's like nice to hear the creativeness. <laughs> right. I'm like, this is makes this makes me feel very good when I hear this in the background. Okay, he is fine. He just he does so much <laughs> shit in the background, and it can like you said, it can either be jarring or it can come together. And it, it, there are some times like on that on that song would come together good. Bus stop confused me a lot of times, but then I was listening to this. Sh- I'm like tuning in, listening to like the shit in the background of the layers, and mm-hmm. I won't be here alone. Like the way he's writing, I'm like this is so this tight. I ain't gonna even front. It's tight, bro. Like if you could just do. Three things instead of six, though, would be good. But I do like right. that you, <laughs> I do like that you wrote it, though. Um, but it seems you so. Have four of them other niggas on another song. <laughs> yes, bro. Stop doing that, <laughs> dude. And it seems so basic and so different of how he's choosing to write and connect with these beats. Everything is so melodic, but not in the way that you would expect. So it keeps me as a listener kind of on my toes, like, oh, what he about to do? How you gonna rap, sing, you know, on this one? Um, and I think my two personal favorites from this category, my favorite song on here is Cinderella, but my two personal favorites in this category come from the deluxe edition. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that one, uh, Russ or not, but the deluxe edition, they have a song called Embarrassed and luckily I'm having, uh, mm, I don't think I heard those, those <laughs> two songs are so just like a lot, like, I don't know, man, I love it. Like the vibe, the pocket they in with the melodies is crazy. So, and the last thing features, man. Uh, Don Tolliver, so the jarringness of having too much going on mm. um, is the biggest issue when it comes to, um, you know, kind of deciding what the record should sound like. But yeah. I do think he did a good job, if he would take some of the layers off, I think he did a good job of picking people for tracks. Um, yeah, yeah. So he handles a lot of this, like uh, these amazing records, by himself, which is why I know I know I'm a fan because a lot of some, some of my favorites don't really have nobody on there. Um, mm-hmm. So he does not need help, but every record that he chooses to incorporate someone on in terms turns out to be kind of perfect fitting for that per- person. Oftentimes, people just seem to be thrown together because a label might have suggested it, or the artist is just hot and the artists have no chemistry. Um, mm. 
Such is not the case here, though. Uh, like, take James Blake's appearance on track two, Let Her Go. The way mm-hmm. he closed, closed out the second half of that song was the reason I kind of locked into the intricacies of melodies on this album because you can hear it heavily in Blake's feature. Like, the way those moments don't stop, the, like, the... Um, the way those moments don't stop, the rap features for for uh, Dirk and Gorilla um, set lead the club up for major success, and it helped to tell a complete artistic story from both male and female female perspectives. Like going to the club, being ready to leave, going to do something after, you know, leaving the club to get ready to do what you got to do after the club. Um, Gorilla's <laughs> man, boy, she knows she can <laughs> talk that shit now. Huh? <laughs> um. So, the song for me features his longtime girlfriend and artistic peer, Kali Uchi, Uchis, and is the perfect remake to capture the essence of Beanie Man's Maya's classic, Girls Dem Sugar. I, that's, that song is on my, has been on my phone for four or five years. Um, the Beanie Man joint? Yeah, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> I have this playlist on my Apple Music called Throwback Joints, and it's shit from, <laughs> it's shit from, childhood on through like maybe i want to say 20 so like from the first 20 years of my life usually the first like 18 because it was like shit before i was a kid but now mm-hmm. as i'm getting older there's shit that from like 2010 that's a throwback joint that might need to go in there but anywho this is a list of shit that i grew up listening to grew up like making my spirit you know like sword like i have a uh, sounds of blackness optimistic on there that's one of my favorite like <laughs> oh god i love that makes me so fucking happy um that but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Jade. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of shit like that. You know, shit like that that made me so happy as a kid. Beanie mm-hmm. Man, that and the one he has with um, Janet Jackson. It's alright. If you feel. <laughs> so I, that's a playlist for another day. Anywho, this, when I, as soon as I heard them sample this, as soon as it, ding, ding, this was it kicked in, my uh-huh. heart, my heart exploded. I was like, oh, he doing it. They doing it. They doing it. And then. <laughs> And it was, and it turned out perfect. I was like, there's no, there's, if we gonna do some cosplay of somebody's shit, <laughs> this is the way you gonna, you need to do shit. So, um, every single uh, feature from Justin Bieber to Wizkid to Brent Fiaz to Charlie Wilson, which was such a surprise for me that he was able to kind of hang with Charlie <laughs> uh, on that record. Uh, that, but it all worked perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. Even the label boss and frequent collaborator Travis Scott was nowhere to be found on the original because he didn't fit. So he didn't show up until the deluxe album, which was uh, on Embarrassed, which was per- it was a perfect song for Travis Scott. So overall, this album is fun to listen to start to finish for me. Um, I think in the almost exactly three years, because his first album came out like, I think March, February, March 2020, when the pandemic had it, it was between like February, maybe April, maybe April. Um, but almost exactly three years, we've been reviewing Don's music. This is his best project. Um, while I personally like 2010's Heaven or Hell more than 2021's Life of a Don, I would say, musically, the albums have just gotten better and better, to be quite honest. I think that from the from music standpoint, how he writes, um, how he's working with producers, what he's he trying to do, it's gotten better and better and better each album, even though Heaven or Hell might be, he just had some singles on there that was just like, my shit. My only flaw with this album is the ability that Don lacks vocally. Mm. I 
mentioned this on the last pod when reviewing Lil Yachty. And I realized something when I was writing this review. That this is a bigger or larger issue with me as a whole, with people within mm-hmm. music. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Russ, you you talk about it often. You say, like, Mary J, to, to you, Mary J. Blige can't sing. She can't hold a note. You know, you're a technical, you're technically sound when it comes to those intricacies of, of music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you, before I even go into this, how do you feel about Don Tolliver's vocals, man? <laughs> I just want to know, like, what you thought. What do you think when you listen to someone like this? So he's not somebody I would classify as a singer. Okay, like, yeah. you know, you have people, like, even, even Mary Is he like a Kid Cudi to you? No, because, okay, so let, let's do it like this. So, like, even, like, like Mary J. Blige and Alicia Keys, which people think are, you know, just great singers, um, I don't really <laughs> consider them great singers. Alicia Keys is a great artist and has dope piano uh, Great home record. And she's a great... <laughs> well, top I mean, notch, top notch, top notch. <laughs> she needs 10 grams But they're very artistic. They, they know how to work their craft to get the results that they they desire, um, which is why Mary Javage is multi-platinum selling and all this other stuff, and Lisa Keys has her, her fanfare and things that she's done. Um I don't feel like Don Tolliver is a singer. I feel like he's a um, great entertainer, great artist, um, but I believe that he does well for what he's trying to do and what he's trying to accomplish in his vein. Um, would some singing lessons kill him? No, I don't think it wouldn't. I think anybody who um, who sings on the record should have some basic um, vocal training, honestly, just to make yourself better. It may not make you the best singer in the world, but it'll make you more stable. It'll make you more intelligent as far as how you put the vocals together and things of that nature, orchestration, all that stuff. Um, But there are, there are differences between like singers, artists, entertainers, and those just are doing something for a specific vein and they're, they're just trying to do their own shit. Um, So like I said, I don't think he's a, like a, a singer, but I don't think he has like just a terrible voice either. Because um, there are it's more of like a, a dancer with no industry. feet. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he's, he's, but I hope he's not trying to be a singer because that shit is nowhere near. Um, but it's like, it's like saying, because no. um, like even Eminem, Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole sing on their songs, but I would classify them as singers. They're trying to produce a yeah. specific sound or produce a specific hook or something like that, but they're they're not classified as singers, or, uh, you know, or right. holding a tune in that in that regard. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I realized in reviewing this album, it started with with, with Yachty's album and how mm-hmm. how much I liked the album, but I'm like, you don't sound good, bro, and that irritates me. <laughs> it sounds a little like Downsy. Right. It, it, <laughs> And maybe them cats need to be writers and producers mm. and not actually be boom. the features on on the CDs or boom, whatever. Because you could write and still get like writers credit, producers credit, and all that stuff uh, for the songs that you make for other people who you know would sing it how you want it to sound. But in all actuality, that may be how they wanted it to sound too. So yeah, true, true. I and Lil Yachty has been. Uh, I don't want to sound bad, right? <laughs> I want to sound like shit. Uh, I, I think that Yachty's written, he's written for a lot of people. I don't know what Don Tolliver, you know, has done behind the scenes, but it, it really set in, it started with Yachty, okay? Because I was in love with that album, but I was like, this don't sound hard, like right to me. 
and mm-hmm. then it started with this. Now this album, I've been playing this album for like six weeks. Now I was playing this album over the Lil Yachty album. Like they, I both started them at the same week, and I would just I would go back to Lil Yachty album here and there to make sure I was on on point for the review. And to that, I was li- listening to the music, but I was really playing this album. So I've been playing this album. Really, I could have reviewed this album before Yachty. Six, seven weeks now. And the truth and the fact of the matter is, man, damn, damn, it's the 14th, 15th? Damn, almost uh, eight weeks. The fact of the matter is, um, I have a larger issue with people within music, particularly rappers, that also harmonize and quote-unquote sing. I've been very open to seeing the genre grow. So I've been one of the old head hip hop heads that's been warm to MCs being more artist and dancing on, bl- dancing on or blurring the lines of like rapper singer. However, as much as Donnie's like raspy vocals have been a staple in his music, each album he pushes his voice in a way that seems out of his range. And this is when I say we cannot auto tune our way out of everything. Hearing his voice rattle through parts of Go Down or Lead the Club makes me so upset because at times the songs are amazing, but it <laughs> it seems like it should be sung by someone else. I love this music. I love this album, but I want Don to be a better vocalist. Not a writer, not an artist, just a better singer. So that that is the reason why this album is not perfect to me because I actually very much so love this album. I give this album a nine due to technique because the way I've been playing and vibing to this album is a level 10, almost 12 controllers. <laughs> but I just, it's just like a written testimony, which was my favorite, one of my favorite albums ever. Um, probably a top 10 of the last like four years, three, four years for me, but I had to give it a 7.5 because it's missing something musically. Don's missing the vocals. Like he don't have the vocal range to do the amazing sh- songs that should be pristine and perfect sound mm, at times because it's just him auto-tuning his way through something that needs to be sung by like fucking Ruben Studdard or some shit like I don't know <laughs> but um, all in all I still love it even though at times it sounds sick um, so we've reached a milestone really quick before we go to transitions to Russell's uh, segment we've reached a milestone here at the great NPC for the first time in our history we have reached or covered or reviewed an artist for a third time as such, I find it fitting to retire Don Tolliver reviews after this one. Uh, he's giving us some quality material, but I think it would be um, horrible for me as a reviewer to not give other artists room to see the light of day. We have skipped artists. Sometimes we skip episodes, and there have been great albums that just never got to make it. Um, so, on that Why don't no- you do um, some, like, um, some short change ones? So, like, do, like, five quick ones to make up for ones Ooh. we haven't done. Ooh. Like just short synopses and stuff like that, just to go over ones and give like your finer points and your ratings. How about that? Oh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. We might, y'all might get some 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 cutting room floor review type shit. <laughs> um, also, up. I would like to know what's your what's your direction as far as music going for twenty twenty three. Are you going to venture out into some other genres, or are there any like um, guilty pleasure type? albums that you would like to spotlight and stuff like that like what's going on with music for the future funny that you say that so this uh year and i promise this to myself i do want to do two things i want to do one um i wanted to get these two albums out the way because one i wanted to do more 
way more female artists albums mm. spe specifically female rappers because they're to me the kind of the heartbeat of rap right now so i want to get i want to fit in some some female rappers for sure and i want to try to um make our music segment a little bit more um eclectic so mm. trying to fit in at least once a quarter something that is more along the lines of like what yachty was you know just just different where we're talking about we get to talk about more of the instrument you know you know kind of layout and structure of the album where we're talking about different things it's not just the bars and shit like that so mm -hmm. um trying to fit albums that kind of break the mode and mm -hmm. also um potentially have musical guests back we haven't had a musical guest i think super was our last one that was like over a year ago now i think it what if I'm not mistaken? Um, I think it was November of 2021. Mm. So uh, yeah, like like late 2021, early 2022. But there, I've met some um, R&B singers. I've met some um, rock musicians down here, and I wanted to try to get, you know, there's some people who I really want to get on the show. So I think for okay. the for the future, uh, for the rest of the year, it's gonna be top of the list. More female rap reviews. Um, more eclectic albums and guests getting guests on here to talk about their shit and just you know get more people on here and they don't necessarily have to be from here they might be from Milwaukee because we we're all doing this you know via Skype so they might be from Milwaukee there's a lot of people who I know from the internet um, shout out to the guy uh, Merkums from uh, Arizona one of the coldest like MCs of the last like two or three years I've come across uh, and we've been, you know, interacting on Twitter a lot. And, you know, he's got props from Ice T was on um was on fucking Funk Flex, Funk Flex top of last year. Um okay. and I've been but I've been following him, you know, for years and, and, and kind of fucking with his shit since like 2019, 2020. So um I would like to yeah, he's one of the few people that I want to get on here. Um it's, it's a lot of people, a lot of people on the list, uh, a lot of Milwaukee rappers that I wanna kinda tap in with. Um so yes, I want to I want to get back to having some guests. That's funny that you, I, this is stuff that I've been thinking about in my head. I just haven't said it to the pod. So to the to the dear listeners of, that listen to this pod, what you've seen over the last two weeks now are us kind of growing in front of you, and we like to share this with you guys. So congratulations, you guys are a part of the journey. Congratulations, ladies. This one's for you. All right. Peace. <laughs> and now it's time for. Reciprocity. All right. So last time we talked about mental health, specifically depression and the symptoms of depression. Some pretty heavy stuff, uh, especially considering so many people suffer from some sort of mental disorder and many suffering from depression. Um, and I really want people to understand the concept of disorder. Uh, something is not in its proper order or expected way of functioning that it should be functioning. Um, we can sometimes be completely dismissive and disrespectful to those who are suffering by being small-minded and judgmental for those who may need help and honestly just don't know where to go or what to do or, or how to help themselves. Um, of course, there are some disorders that show themselves in violent ways and people need to be careful, but just labeling everyone crazy or off or whatever derogatory term that is popular does no one any justice. Uh, I remember um, Dave Chappelle was talking about that on an, an interview he had, uh, I want to say it was 
right before or right when he came back from his hiatus mm-hmm. from the Chappelle show where he was talking about um he's talking about I think Martin Lawrence at that time that people was like oh he's crazy because he had he had had an, an incident um that was publicized of course um and he was like that's dismissive you don't know what's going on with that man you don't know what the circumstances surrounding so just to call him crazy is really dismissive it's just like taking your hands off the situation when sometimes um we need to be the catalyst for that change for sure i definitely i remember that that uh i remember that interview as well and it when I first heard it, I was like, damn, this is like, <laughs> this is intense because everything he spoke on was kind of true at that moment, man. Like, mm. you know, saying, like you said, saying that word is so dismissive of what's actually going on because they try to do it to him today too, which is why yeah. he brought that up in there is they try to, you know, try to say he was crazy and went to Africa to smoke crap. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Man, so, um, Cat Williams had, had said it. He was like, you know, if you don't do this for us, then they will think you're a crazy crackhead by the end of the day. And he was like, and it, it was so, because I, I remember it was like night and day. There was uh, yep. season three or something coming out. Then the next day, uh, Dave Chappelle was on coke or crack or something like that. And he fled to uh, Africa and all this other bullshit. So, yeah, <laughs> you really don't know what's going on uh, with people because we can only see uh, what we're allowed to see. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, with that being said, you don't necessarily have to be the one to administer aid. It could be the best decision to stay out the way and out of the way of the person suffering and choose to find professionals who are better trained and well-studied to help the person cope, heal, or whether their mental infirmity. Um, so with that said, let's, let's get into it. Um, this week, let's talk about anxiety, another fairly common disorder. Um, it is normal in life to have some anxiety, but the frequency and severity of anxiety for some people can be debilitating. Um, The intensity of those anxious feelings causing everything to seem to be coming at you all at once or freezing yourself in your world of thought because you simply cannot stop thinking, wondering, calculating, etc. Here are some some common symptoms, um, kind of break it down the same way we did depression um, last pod. Some common anxiety signs and symptoms include uh, feeling nervous, restless, or tense, um, having to focus and really uh, relax your body because you feel all the tension in your face, shoulders, neck, chest, even arms at times, uh, because you feel like you have to be on severe high alert or be able to flee or or fight at a moment's notice. Um, That's that's a terrifying way to live. I, I've um, often seen those those posts on Facebook that'd be like, um, remind yourself to unclench your jaw, which is something simple, but you don't really realize how much you're clenching your jaw and things um, until you like intentionally try to unclench it and relax. Um, and the feeling of relief after doing that is crazy. Right, man. It's <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how much like relaxing your body you you mentioned this last year, right? And mm-hmm. ever since you said that, bro, I randomly like once a month, I just randomly like breathe, stop, and just like release, like just like let everything go. And you don't realize like how much your like your body like natural. That's weird how naturally tense your body is, and I don't know what that and how comes. it holds all that tension. Yeah. That's from life, yo. Yeah. Uh, it's from it could be from most anything, and that's the crazy thing because we don't even know where we pick the tension up if we're not being like like really self aware and, and aware of our 
of our body, the changes in our body, the change in our environment. We don't really know where we pick up that tense energy. It could be from some some people who were tense around us and they dumped that shit on us or um, just experiencing life um, in a daily basis, just, just things we run across, things we normally do that, that could be routine for us that causes us undue stress and we don't even realize it. Man, God damn. Crazy, crazy, crazy. There's a lot of different um, breathing exercises and routines that I see online. Um, funny enough, on, on Instagram, um, from people who are like, you know, just take the time to just breathe because you don't really realize how stressed or how tense you are and how wound up you are. And usually they're like, you know, breathe in for four, four seconds, hold it for three or five seconds, then exhale for seven or eight seconds or whatever. And it's actually more difficult than you think when you're intentionally trying to do it because it's not how you normally breathe honestly so by intentionally doing that exercise you kind of are forcing yourself to go through the motions but also not focus on anything else so it pulls attention away from everywhere else in your body to release it so it's really really cool i recommend uh anybody look into that um you can find it on instagram on most every um self-help page or or <laughs> or influencer who, who is about uh, mental health. Um, and it's a simple Google search away, so. Um, the next symptom is, uh, it kind of coincides with the previous one, but having a sense of impending danger, panic, or doom. Um, fear for your life at all times or all the time. Uh, no time for rest or relaxation because of what might happen or could happen. And that's no way for anyone to live. And with that can come both uh, an increased heart rate, uh, rapid breathing, um, and even sweating um, may ensue due to how rapid the breathing and heart rate can be, almost like a workout because of how tense and high alert you can be. You're literally overheating yourself. Jesus. All right. So with that, of course, you, you may experience some trembling because your body is kind of in shock. Uh, feeling weak or tired because you've worked yourself up so much that you can't recover. You even have trouble sleeping. And of course, with lack of sleep comes trouble concentrating or thinking about anything other than the present worry. We also have discussed the connection between um, the mental and physical to where when your mental state is disturbed, it can show in your actions or in your physical health. Uh, some people experience uh, gastrointestinal problems, GI problems, uh, other stomach problems, um, headaches, um, fatigue, like different physical um, evidence of things that are going on with our mentality that we don't readily connect to. Um, so we, we try to figure out, why am I so tired? Why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? Um, and it could definitely be due to the mental stress and anxiety that you have. Jeez. So I know that most of these symptoms seem to be describing one form of anxiety and maybe an extreme form in most cases, but anxiety varies. It has like a whole spectrum. So it varies from that, that bit of nervous energy that we all feel from time to time, especially when we find ourselves in a new or foreign situation, but it can also be extreme, intense feelings as well as develop into fears and phobias. Most don't consider phobias as, as phobias, excuse me, as related to anxiety disorders, but the symptoms are um, coincidentally the, the same. 
uh, usually found on the extreme or intense feeling side of the spectrum. Um, such certain things such as like heights, uh, people who are scared of heights can sometimes feel that trembling or sweating, rapid rapid breathing, um, and ex excessive worrying about what might or could happen. Um, similar to people in tight spaces, feel like they can't breathe. Um, they have those those really anxious feelings to to get out of there to flee, um, even if they have to fight to get out of wherever they are. These same feelings may come from someone not being able to think past a certain event or activity. Uh, this was an interesting one. Um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Damn. Um, in some extreme cases can cause someone to feel physically sick when things are not in order or follow a specific sequence. Um, one of my favorite movies um, is The Accountant with uh, Ben Affleck. I don't know if anybody has seen that. I've not I've heard um, of it, but I haven't seen it. it. I feel like it's a pretty good movie. Um, it deals with some specific examples of autism, uh, but in many of his actions and responses, you can actually see the pain of having things not in a specific order um, and with him having to, to, to medicate due to his autism and um, other um, anxiety um, issues that he has. Um, it's interesting that some specialists have gone on to record or oh, going on record to um, speak about the similarities in reactions to those who are autistic and those who suffer the spectrum of anxiety and go as far as saying that those with autism usually suffer from high levels of anxiety or anxiety disorders. Um, what makes this more interesting is that anxiety is not considered a core feature of um, autistic, uh, autism spectrum disorder or ASD, but as much as 40% who have ASD suffer from clinical levels of anxiety. Damn. Damn. That's like so, a that's a large that's a large number. That's like half. Right, 40%. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Half. <laughs> Holy shit. Man. I mean, which makes sense because if you're um unable to communicate in the usual way and and there's there's specific ways that you need to communicate or have to communicate or to be communicated to um if there's specific uh, materials or or anything that can trigger um a side effect or an effect in you that would make you feel uncomfortable make you f um engage that fight or fight um or just cause you to to break down in whatever way that that um you feel would would make you feel the most comfortable um i i don't see that as not being related to anxiety somehow right. you know what i mean right yeah no for sure for sure that makes sense man it's crazy like the human so like the when we talk about depression and anxiety and the way the human brain works it's it's the the the, the craziness is how your mental behavior ties into your physical feelings but mm -hmm. like you, you know like mm -hmm. you if your mental is off you're gonna be physically sick and i don't think that we realize that enough as people you know when we're when we're moving around and we're thinking negative or we're feeling bad or you know and and obviously if right. you have anxiety and shit you know it's not really on you that how you necessarily feel but just the idea of you know how we are feeling about ourselves if your mental is off your physical will never be able to kind of catch up to that man and that's that's right. a scary thing to think about man it can you know i, I think it also kind of um stems from um the, the way that they they try to 
cartoon, I guess is the best word I can think of right now, um, cartoon the mental and emotional uh, um, side of things. So the mental thing is always the brain, da 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 da, da and the emotions is always like the heart. But you know, as my grandfather always say, that heart can't do nothing but pump blood. Um, the the emotions are still in the brain; they're still part of the brain. Yeah. Um, the ment mental, your mental state, your emotional state, it's all in your brain, and your brain controls your nerves, the way your body functions. So, if it's not functioning correctly, of course, the rest of your body is going to be affected because they're all connected. Right. It's one system. Well, it's not one system, but it's a, the majority of one system controlling basically all the other systems in the body. Exactly. So if it's not functioning properly, if the batteries in whatever device you you have is not functioning properly, the, the machine's not gonna work, it's gonna break down, it could be explosions, like there are certain things that happen because the source of energy, the source of power, power is not functioning correctly. Yeah. And we don't see it that way. Man, that's, real. that's, so, that's so real, dude. And like you said, the brain, the, the function of the brain is to kind of orchestrate everything else that's going on like it's mm -hmm. man it's wild dude that's wild dog yeah so you know talking about anxiety there are um many forms of anxiety disorders if i were to try and list them on discussing while we, we'd be here well into the night maybe even a couple of days uh from now but um let's go over a few common ones um and then you know get this road on the show as they say um <laughs> Uh, one of them being social uh, anxiety disorder or social phobia. Um, common symptoms are fear of situations in which you may be judged negatively, um, worry about embarrassing or humil humiliating yourself, uh, intense fear of interacting or talking with strangers, fear of what others will, uh, fear of others' thoughts and perceptions of you and, and that they'll think you look anxious or nervous. Um, now, I speak from personal experience. Uh, this had me terrified to do most anything socially um, when I was younger and also made me leave a lot of functions really quickly. I still suffer from it to this day occasionally. Um, and a lot of people um, initially think it stems from lack of self-esteem and low self-image. And those are, I would say, definitely very prominent con contributing factors. But at times it can turn into a disorder to where you even have just low energy to do anything outside of your house. <clears throat> yeah. And even at your best, you still have those intrusive thoughts to show up like, I should just leave, I should just not go type of thing. Um, and it really takes some effort to really kind of get out of your mind and get into the event that you're in and force yourself to kind of just not think about it. Um, to build up those positive experiences so that you um, find yourself going out and doing more. Damn, can I, can I ask a question, uh, Russ? Sure. And I, obviously, we can cut this out if this is too too personal. When, sure. when at what age did you really um, start to, like, feel like you were dealing with certain, like, mental health, um, like, issues? And, and I ask that because I know... Um, the UTS, um, Cody have all expressed that you guys, and I think you guys have all like seen, you know, have had like professional, um, you know, help when it comes to like mental health issues. So when was the earliest age where you kind of were like, something's wrong, or I feel like I need to maybe, you know, seek help or talk to a therapist or, you know, kind of go in that route? 
Um, I want to say it was kind of in, because I don't remember it so much in grade school, but kind of when I got to middle school, toward the end of middle school, uh, well, I'd say about maybe like fifth or sixth grade-ish in there somewhere. Right. where Because before that, it was just all uh, sports and because uh, I played ball. So, like, I didn't have time to be socially anxious or anything. It was just like play ball, da, 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 play video games. And I had my select group of friends. But I, I want to say that school for a lot of people is hell. And from how it's, how it's run um, and how it encourages kind of clickism, honestly, um, it's hell for a lot of people. Um, and so it was like those are the years where you're really trying to formulate who you are and trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in. And schools don't really do a good job of, of helping kids through that, honestly, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> so I would say it was around there that I really started to develop like a really low self-esteem. Like it wasn't because of any specific person or um, <clears throat> like it wasn't like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, when like, I, oh, I had, you know, I was I was interested in this girl and she turned me down and, oh, uh, and I'm, I'm terrible. And I, you know, it was mm. it was just gradually like I just felt like I was just so out of place everywhere because I didn't really share a lot of the same interests and um, um, wasn't talking about the same shit that everybody else was talking about. And it, it just made me feel like, you know, am I weird? Is something wrong with me type of shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where you kind of go down the rabbit hole of feeling lower than or less than. Um, and um, I say this, I think I've said this to you, to you guys and to, to a, a few different people that um, um, if it hadn't been for art, I probably would still be in that same place because it really lasted a long time. Even though I was singing in front of people and everybody was requesting me to sing and play and invite me to different things for different stuff, I still felt like I was the outsider. I still felt like I was the ugly friend, um, as I used to say to uh, a lot of my friends. Um, I used to joke and like, you know, for ugly nigga, I can pull a bad bitch type of shit, you know what I'm saying, all the time. And they would laugh because it was funny. Um, but it was really a reflection of how I felt inside. Like, I don't know why she's with this ugly nigga type shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. So it got to, yeah, um, GameStop, where I met this uh, comically effeminate cat that everybody thought was gay, uh, <laughs> but he wasn't at all. Um, and we hung out, and we discussed some things, and he was like, yo, um, I, I don't mean this in, like, a weird way or a homosexual way because I'm not that way. I'm like, which is not a good way to start off with. Like, <laughs> you, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but he was like, the way you carry yourself is not how you should carry yourself. Like, you're a good looking dude. Like, go talk to the girl. Like, he would like try to push me into situations to get me out of myself, out of my head, out of my shell type shit. And the whole time I'm like, you know, well, Iron Man in this business, or what's dude name? Terrence Howard. Yeah. Not Terrence. Not hustling flow, nigga. But you know, and thank God for him because who knows where I could have been if I didn't really start the process. Then at least, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. And uh, well, I mean, to be honest, shout out, shout out Art for that. You know what I mean? Really helping you through because it's and it's interesting how we see ourselves in relation to what we 
think other like how we see ourselves in relation to what other people might actually think about us because i think mm-hmm. it's it's key to not care what people think about you but we right. but we all can escape that at some point you're kind of like mm-hmm, yeah you know even if even if you wow, think about it i missed a conversation oh i could have dove into this uh, <laughs> <laughs> um even if you like you know fight to like not think about it sometimes you, you we all do you know sometimes it's like damn i hope motherfucker don't think you know even if it's a quick right. second where you're like god all right, right, mccoy thinks he's straight before noon <laughs> get go back go away cody you were not here for this, this. Not, not. <laughs> um but i think that uh you know it's important that when we're, when we're you know kind of developing these feelings about ourselves that you kind of develop that moment or have that moment because i feel like a lot of people have that where it's kind of like it's something clicks and you have that moment you know what i mean right and right. so you know you don't know that other people are looking to you in a certain way like you don't know how highly might not know how highly i right look at you, you know what i'm saying because i like look at you as like a kind of fat you know and i this is saying a lot because I think of myself as like, like a nice, fashionable guy, you know, like in terms of street. <laughs> like I like I like my style. Uh-huh. But <laughs> not the SpongeBob line. <laughs> Cody, you, Cody, you have country puma socks. We're not gonna start here. Listen, <laughs> um, but no, honestly, hey, I upgraded the country at Adidas. <laughs> Adidas, get your ass out of here. Uh, are those Nazi socks? No. Um, anywho. Hey. <laughs> but no, it's hey, like. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Um, but you, when you have these type of feelings about like kind of what you are to other people, you don't know how like a motherfucker looks at you. Because I, like I said, I look at you like, a you know, when it comes to like style and fashion, I'm like, okay, if I want to get in that bag, I'm going to go to Russ. I'm going to be like, okay, how would you put this belt with this? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so you never, you never really notice how other people what your perception of what people think about you is usually 90 percent of the time is never true in fact there was a study there was a study done that says we i think i think it's and i hope i'm not saying this backwards but i believe the study said that we think we're uglier than the rest of the world thinks we are or yeah. Other way. Okay, I think that is the, yeah, like where yeah, like we're I, less attractive to right. Like, we think we're less attractive than the world thinks we are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, but but the point again, point of being is that like we all kind of have that moment. I think in in growing up, or through growth, where you, if you weren't the popular kid, or you weren't the person that was kind of the 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 ideal person. You have to have mm-hmm. that come to self moment where you're like, okay, it's either it's either I jump out the window and just love me or I'm going to be in a place where I don't like myself or like life right. or want to do anything. And so I, I, again, shout out art for being that person for you, you know, where you, he kind of helped you pull you over that hump, man, for sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of things there too. Cause like a lot, a lot of the times it's not even that the world is showing us yeah. that thing. Yeah. It is truly ourselves because yeah. if I look back now, um, without the, the whatever colored glasses because they weren't really rose colored. Um, <laughs> looking back at the uh, the time I spent in like grade school and, and high school and even college, um, there was so much there that I did not readily see or did not uh, or could not really discern um, in that point because I was in it. Um, there's a there's a quote I like to say. I think it was um, Eckhart Tolle who says <laughs> that uh, the three greatest mysteries are a bird into air, a fish into water, and a man into himself. There are things that you cannot see because you are, you're 
you're inside them. You're you're too deep in them to really figure out those things that you need to pull back. So with a bird, they don't realize they're moving through air. With a the fish, they don't realize they're moving through water. Uh, it's just their environment. It's just where they are. It's just their their their, their place of, of being. So a man to himself does not realize <clears throat> the things that are going on with him or the things that are going around him because he's too focused on being so deep in himself that he doesn't stop to see um, the big picture. And I know um, a lot of people have said that to me, that I'm too detail-oriented and I sometimes miss the big picture. But going back and looking back, I was fairly popular. Like, I had right. a select group of friends um, and even people who well, were interested in pleaser. me at a romantic level um, <laughs> that I just didn't see, couldn't pick up the signs because I was so in in my head and not um, yeah. aware, and not in the in the moment, being present, which is another thing Eckhart Tolle talks about, um, being present, being in the moment, because that's the only place that you can actually affect any change. Um, the power of now. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of wrap this up, because we're coming to the close of this, but um, there's just a... And I have for people, if you or a loved one is suffering with any of these symptoms and disorders, I really encourage you to seek help, seek advice, seek counsel from a professional. I want to validate that you aren't weak, you aren't crazy for seeking help. You're strong enough and smart enough to realize you need assistance. Don't let peer pressure, society bias, or cultural ignorance prevent you from getting to a state of feeling better. Something simple as feeling sane or normal or whatever it is that you desire to feel instead of always or at most times feeling like you're in a panic or breathless. I encourage everyone as always to love themselves enough to make themselves the best version of themselves they can do on a daily basis. It is a journey. It can be difficult, but the results are worth it. For the next pod, uh, Freaknik Victims. Oh, just blank. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> We will hopefully tackle some more mental health and, and wealth topics as we move into warmer temps and, of course, ignorant adventures. <laughs> Which include Freaknik. Uh, so, uh, now it's time for Fucked Up Story of the Week. Uh, fucked Up Story of this Week is we had, there was another mass shooting um, mm, yeah. earlier last week, Monday. Um, it's now Saturday, so what? Six, America. Six days, seven days ago. Six days ago. Five days ago, whatever. Anywho, uh, five people were killed. Eight others wounded on Monday after 25-year-old gunman uh, opened fire at a bank in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, where he worked. The gunman used an AR-15 style rifle and live-streamed the attack. I did not know that until reading this right now, that he live-streamed the attack. Fucking idiots. And was killed by the police after exchanging fire with him. You know what's crazy? So I had just... All of it? Yeah, uh, no, yes, all of it's crazy. And we're going to get to, to the meat and potatoes that um, I just drove to Milwaukee this past weekend for a wedding. And Sunday, um, not even 24 hours before, I was because I always drive through downtown um, Louisville. You're trying to hit up the ATM, like, my God, this line is taking what? forever. What's the holdup? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, like, I drove, like, right through that little area uh, every time when I'm going through, because I don't like, I don't, I don't pay. <laughs> I ain't paying the five. I don't pay tolls. So I always mm. um, avoid tolls. And, and in order to get um, through the toll, you drive you through downtown. Silly Louisville. putty on your license plate. <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on now. He might be right. He might be on to something. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's weird because the last mass shooting that we had was in Nashville proper. 
Um, Good old proper shooting. And okay. it's it's <laughs> it's like the shit is you you think you think you're not like bananas. It like in the heart of the shit, but we're all affected. The shit is right by me. The last two, you know. We're in America, this happens anywhere, anytime. Man, it's, right, exactly, exactly. You realize that we're all kind of connected or know somebody. At this point, it's becoming like, like, remember it was COVID, and they were like, do you even know anybody that died? And then, like, a year or two later, it's like, okay, yeah, everybody knows somebody that either died or got COVID or got sick. Like, it's that's how mass shootings are becoming. Like, you know somebody was in or you were around or survived. It's like, it's getting weird, man. Um, I don't know if y'all have any thoughts on um, that or want to say anything about the shooting, but I just wanted to bring that up because... It's definitely a fucked up story and definitely something that is becoming too like I feel like we're getting desensitized because like it's it's in the news and then it's gone in like three days. Literally gone. Like literally like like mm-hmm. cares. Well it's gotta get replaced by a new mass shooting. Exactly, exactly. Because it was just what two to three weeks ago that the other one in Nashville happened? Like two to three weeks and all of a sudden we get another we hit It's crazy, dude. Crazy. Crazy, man. So I really um Prayers up and, and prayers and good vibes and to the universe and up for those families and those victims and it's just crazy because it just you know keeps happening. Um and the fun fact of the week, <laughs> oddly enough, Cleopatra guns are on sale. Uh, two for five. Look, the <laughs> fun fact of the week is that Cleopatra was actually alive closer to the creation of the iPhone than she was to the creation of the pyramids. Well, yeah, the pyramids are, like, so old. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Figure out what, what, when she was, was it, like, she was the 1400? Qu- she was the queen of Egypt from, it looks like, uh, 51 to 30 BC. Oh, man, BC. I was way off. Yeah, so was I, so was I. Um, but yes, so but even still, the pyramids well, uh, pyramids were here before Earth. Right, exactly. It was pyramids, then Earth, then cockroaches. Then, looking at then Big Bang. Right. <laughs> they actually set it off and shit. It happened inside the pyramid. The atoms that collided, <laughs> that was two pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the pyramid that okay, was a good one. it's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the pyramids were built between roughly uh two thousand five hundred and fifty to 2490 BC. The, the T-Rexes and the Raptors, they they built the pyramids. Exactly. They were sitting back, they were on their lunch sharing fucking pineapples and bologna sandwiches <laughs> with hard hats. But um, the last of Cleopatra's. Right. So, yeah. But, but that is it. And this has been episode 124. We've done this 124 times, you guys. Christmas episode will be episode 132. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. He's no dead ass though. <laughs> uh, Yo, let's put money. Live ass too, right? <laughs> and and resurrected ass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, zombie this, ass. Zombie. <laughs> oh, hold on. I was talking about Jesus. That zombie. Zombie. That's his birthday on the twenty fifth of. Uh, been a day. Right. December. There we go. His birthday was actually somewhere in the, the March. I thought it was June, but hey, whatever. Yes. Yeah, Juneish. Yeah. Um. By so June, March, the Mayans said that the exactly right. Exactly. Clear. Hey, I stopped believing in them once we were still alive after uh, January first of uh, twenty thirteen. Mayans existed. No, 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 no. I, 
No, what? I think they existed. They existed. I stopped believing in a calendar after we were alive after uh, December twenty first, twenty twelve. It didn't. Twenty twelve. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got all the cults that are conspiracy theorizing. <laughs> are you just speaking <laughs> reggae? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Sky speak. <laughs> this has been episode one hundred twenty four. I'm not politically correct. I am your boy Real McCoy, aka Mister What It Do, aka Young Splash God. I am on Twitter at Rimmel Court KPZ, and I am on... You're on Twitter? <laughs> Soon, hold on. Right, exactly. Wait, hold on, hold let on. me find it. <laughs> he said, it. Just one? Just, just the one Let me find tit. the left one. <laughs> the left titter, look at us. <laughs> Cody. Brody, ghost, they died. Uh, Slim Shady, Russ. And that's episode uh... <laughs> 12. Right. Twiggy, Siggy. <laughs> Twiggy, Siggy. Just to get off this shit. No, no. And on that note. <laughs>